Welcome to the Scale Up Your Business podcast. In this podcast, we talk about what it takes to go from startup to scale up and beyond. How to significantly grow your business, create freedom, build wealth, and live life on your terms. Featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction on your journey. And now, introducing your host, entrepreneur, investor, and scale-up specialist, Nick Bradley. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Scale Up Your Business. It's uh, Nick Bradley here. And today I'm going to cover a topic which is certainly very close to my heart. It's um, about commercial planning and commercial strategy. So if you are in a business that is not growing because effectively you're not selling enough, and if you're not selling enough, you're probably not marketing your business in the way that you should be, uh, then you have a heap of problems. One of the things I, I often say when talking to entrepreneurs and business founders is if you've got a really good predictable commercial plan and it's being executed well and you have predictability of sales volumes and revenues and all of those sort of things, uh, generally speaking, you don't have too many problems. In fact, it's one of the first things that I always recommend looking at and fixing. But <laughs> strangely enough, lots of people actually look at other things. They say, well, actually, no, we need to fix the financial gearing of the business or we need to look at systems and processes as or one of the, <laughs> the big things I hear all the time is, oh, we gonna need to hire someone. We need to spend a lot of money on hiring in a really good marketing director or, or sales pro or something like that. Now, listen, what I'm, what I'm not saying is you shouldn't do those things. And, you know, every, everything when you're trying to construct a business that's going particularly from startup to scale up has certain nuances and it's definitely not a one size fits all approach. But I can tell you here and now, um, and you can, you can see the looks on their faces when a founder of a business is not selling enough and not getting enough revenue through the door and then wondering, you know, how he's going to pay staff, how he's going to pay suppliers, how he's going to pay himself. And uh, as soon as you start to see that step change um, across sort of what I call the, the, the marketing and sales enablement, everything else starts to lift and you start to get a lot of momentum in the business. So today I want to focus on the five things I think are absolutely critical when you're thinking about a commercial strategy. It's what I call the key components of a commercial strategy when you're going from startup to scale up. And not to say that there are other things. I'm sure there are plenty of ways you can approach this, but I think these five things, pretty much in some sort of sequential order, are the things that are really, really powerful, really important. And, and certainly if you focus on them and get them right, from what I've seen, will give you a really good shot of, um, of really driving that, um, that uh, commercial side of what you're, uh, what you're trying to achieve. So the first thing is vision and values. So why do I start with vision and values? Surely you've got to start with lead generation or something like that. Well, the reason I start with vision and values is often um, what you find, and I see this all the time, is the, the person who starts a business, the entrepreneur who has that great idea, is generally really you know, creative, motivated. They often lose their way when they need to take the business from one place, which is obviously that startup phase is something which is significantly different in terms of uh, what it's trying to achieve. So that scale up is often a different mindset. And the starting point of that is understanding, you know, the vision of what you're trying to achieve with your business at that point. And, you know, it can be different. It can be different from what it was when you started the business. 
lots of things can happen in the market. One thing I, I like to always look at is, you know, what is the problem the business is trying to solve? And sometimes that problem's changed. You know, the market's moving very, very quickly these days. And sometimes you need to look at it differently. And the other thing that's really important is when a, a, an entrepreneur starts a business and there's that excitement of starting and, you know, um, everything's a little bit chaotic, it changes when you're going to scale up because you need to systemize and you need to bring processes in. And sometimes that's just not a natural thing for, for certain types of entrepreneurs to get their head around. So vision for me is a connection with, A, why you started the business in the first place and where you want to take the business in the end. Um, some some people advise that you shouldn't think about the end game of a business because it can be distracting. And, and I disagree with that. I think Whatever your motivation is, it could be financial freedom, it could be a different type of leverage, it could be greater contribution back into the world, it could be all those things. You need to understand that. And a lot of the times I find that when you know a, a founder reconnects with that vision and can see kind of a clear view of kind of, hey, I started the business for this reason and now I know where I want to take it, there's a, a lift in um, their energy, there's a lift in their excitement, there's a lift in just generally how they lead and that same level of energy that they had at the very beginning starts to come back. So I, I start with that because I think, you know, if you haven't got that, if you're walking around, you know, in a, in a pit of despair of worry about where this next sale is going to come from and, and all those sort of things, then, you know, you know you're never going to go into the next phase. So that's, that's the vision piece. Then it's about brand and proposition. And again, brand's one of those things that sort of has been used for years and everyone used to think it was like a, a Coca-Cola commercial or something painted on the side of a billboard. But brand is more than that. And I think people really, really understand and connect with the fact that it's it's everything that your business is trying to achieve from the experience that your, your customers and clients have to the products you produce, to the way you think about and set your culture, who you hire, who you fire, how you, how you think about performance management. It's all of those things. And proposition for me is, is really about clarity. It's about absolute clarity that you know, you know, the problem that you're trying to solve. Um, you know that that problem exists. You know, you're, you're externally facing, you know, you're thinking about your customers, you're thinking about the market, not, not just what you want to do. And you need to also be sure that it all lines up to, you know, that you're providing a solution that is, that is compelling and quite frankly, better than anyone else. Certainly, certainly better than anyone else in terms of what you think it is. And, and then you will also act with confidence around how you, how you talk about it. And the second thing I think that's really important about proposition is what I call the pitch. And the pitch is not just something that goes into a fancy PowerPoint deck or anything like that. What it is, is, you know, it's the thing you say you do. And it's the thing that you communicate to customers consistently. It's the thing you say to staff. It's the tempo of the business. So brand and proposition to me, unless you can really clearly articulate the problem you're trying to solve why that problem's important, how you are literally the best in the world at solving that problem, then I always suggest you should go back and think about that stuff. Um, you know, there was a, a thing when I used to work in magazines many, many years ago, a, a famous line we used to use, which I, I still love, is, is um, write the cover line and then find the story. Um, and we, you know, we technically did that a few times. But it's true and to some extent that, you know, in, the, in those magazine days, a great cover with a great strap line would sell many, many more copies uh, than, um, you know, even, even if the internal stories weren't great, certainly for that first few sales, than if a, a magazine had the best editorial in the world, the best writers, but none of that was sold up front, none of that was clear. And it all starts with your brand and your proposition. 
So that's the second thing. The third thing is now we start to get into the nuts and bolts of the commercial strategy. The third piece is demand generation. Um, demand generation is a bit of a, a sort of new word. Um, you know, it, it, effectively it's lead generation, but it's a little bit more than that. It's how are you going to help um, and engage your customers? And help's a key word here too, because it's not just about going out there and trying to get someone interested that you can sell to. Ultimately, you want to get to that point. But I'm a big believer in the philosophy that if you add enough value um, to people in, in every situation without you know a heap of expectation back, you're going to get what you want. I think it was Zig Ziglar who first coined that phrase. So you need to think about that at the very, very beginning of your demand generation. So how are you going to engage people in a way which feels like you're giving a lot of value? Now, social media is a great platform, content marketing, all of those things are really, really powerful ways of doing that. But also, you know, thinking about, you know, you as the entrepreneur, how much time per day are you going to give away value for absolutely nothing? Um, one of my mentors um, uh, gives away pretty much 20% of his day, a couple of hours a day to just kind of doing stuff for people. And his belief is that always comes back. And that same philosophy applies to his business. So demand generation starts with that. And then it kind of moves more into, you know, how are you going to bring people through a funnel? And there's different ways of looking at funnels these days. Things like click funnels are really powerful and Really behind that is because they're focused and because the messaging can be really, really strong around, you know, is there an irresistible offer here and how do you create raving fans, all that sort of thing. And there's a lot of truth in that. But what you need to do is you need to be really clear about, again, your message, your brand. You need to be clear about your offer. You need to be clear about how you're helping without expectation and then using very, very clever tactics to start to bring people into your funnel, into your kind of world. Um, it's probably best to think of it more as a ladder because, you know, what you're trying to do is bring people up in, in terms of how they view you with value. And if you get it right, you get to a point where people are actually coming to you and they're wanting to buy from you. So you're not necessarily selling. And um, a, a great author, um, fellow Australian called Daniel Priestley was, was talking about the term oversubscribed. How do you become oversubscribed? Well, you become oversubscribed when you offer a lot of value and people search you out because they absolutely understand what you do. They understand what your offer is, they understand your products and services. And there's a point where this idea that you have to have a really strong sales team that's out there closing left, right and center is, is actually not required. And I've certainly been involved in a number of businesses that have got this right. And um, yeah, when they do, it's really, 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 really powerful. So that's demand generation. The fourth one is sales enablement, another kind of sort of glorious term. But this is where, you know, when you've got people engaging, you've got different people in your universe, you're offering them, you know, free advice, free help, inspiration. They're coming to webinars. They're, they're really clear about what you offer. That's the point to turn on sales. And this to me is less about having a really charismatic sales team. It's more about having really effective systems and processes that can start to build predictability around your revenue model. And, you know, when you start to get to that, back to my point at the beginning about, you know, how do you start to solve the problems of a business? Well, commercial is the first thing to turn to. Predictability of sales volume, predictability of revenue, so you can really start to manage your business effectively is kind of the panacea. And the way it starts with really is, yeah, you do have to have people who can, you know, engage and close and, and, and really kind of get to the point where there is an exchange of value, value in terms of money, in terms of the product and, and service being sold. But if you get the front end right, if you get the brand right, you get the demand generation right, 
it ends up being more around uh, not so much the account management, but the, the, the that sort of final piece of the experience, the bit where the client feels that, you know, they've really, they've really got great value and, and they're not going to sit back and think, oh my God, you know, I've just spent this amount of money with this particular business. They're going to be thinking, wow, that whole thing joined up. The experience was great. And there, that's where you do get to the point where you start to think, well, actually you get raving fans. And once you start to get that, you get two additional benefits. These people will come back because they've loved the experience. If you've treated them well, you've offered value, you know, they don't feel like they're buying. They feel like they're ready something that they really need and want. And the second thing is they refer, you know, they'll go out and talk about you. They'll be the people who are on social media, posting about you, you know, and you'll find that there's a compound effect from that activity over time. And you won't initially measure it, but you'll start to see it. And you'll think, oh, what did I do six months ago, 12 months ago? That's got me that effect now. And that's why I also say to people when they're in this phase of scale up, really think about not measuring every day what's going on. You know, you need to measure everything and I'll get into that in a sec, but, you know, start to have faith that what you're doing on a day in and day out basis is going to compound over time, exactly in the same way that if you save money in a bank account every day over time, it, it accumulates. It's exactly the same with how you treat customers at the end of the sales funnel process. And if you do it well and you're really clear about the way that all joins up, you'll start to see those returns very, very quickly. And the final thing, um, which I've probably talked about quite a lot through this, is uh, metrics and performance indicators, KPIs. Um, the old saying, you get what you measure, is absolutely true. Um, and my view is you have to constantly test, trial, and iterate to improve performance. So, you know, one campaign is fine. You know, my view is, you know, do those campaigns, see what happens. But always have this kind of philosophy of continuous improvement. And, and again, if you, if you think actually my whole commercial strategy is about running mini experiments. And as I start to look at what's happening in terms of leads coming in, engagement, obviously sales, revenue, all those sort of different metrics where you're getting an interaction, you know, when you start to see something really catch fire, that's the time to ignite it. And that's the time to really turn it up and see how far you can take it. It's not uncommon for um, businesses that I run that we might have 15 to 20 marketing campaigns happening at any one time. In terms of content, we might be publishing three or four things a day, um, but we're always looking at what happens. We're looking at you know how much that's sharing, whether we're really onto something. And the other thing we do around that is we start to use search terms and other analytics to see what people are talking about in the space that we operate in our niche. And again, we turn those into campaigns and we, and we check the messaging. So my view on this is, and it kind of is congruent all the way through, is measurement is not just the end. It's all the way from the beginning when you start to think about kind of your vision and what you're trying to achieve. You know, the, the first thing you might think about is, what do I want to sell my business for? And that's a metric. But if you, if you have a philosophy and you have a culture where what you measure becomes what you do, and then it becomes part of everything in terms of your systems and processes, again, you know, even it's quite quick, this actually, it's not sort of over time, but again, you'll start to get to so much better performance commercially. And um, as I said at the very beginning, once you get to that level of really understanding what drives your business and drives the numbers, then you can start to focus on other things and that can be more strategic growth. And, you know, once that starts to happen, you know, I always feel that a business is starting to get on form. They're going into that scale up. They're getting themselves out of the kind of wilderness and um, it's good for the entrepreneur, obviously, but it's great for the team. And it's just something that, you know, needs definitely some, some clear thought and some clear action. So that's it. Um, I hope that was valuable today. 
Um, please, um, you know, send me some comments. Um, you can reach me on um, LinkedIn anytime and ask any questions you have around this particular topic. But um, yeah, I want to hear from you, um, you know, in the comments, anything that you think I've missed around this kind of commercial scale up and commercial optimization or anything you disagree with, you know, please, there might be some nuances of what I've said that you've tried in your business and they've absolutely worked. And I think in part of this community, this sort of scale up your business community, it's about sharing all of our different experiences and helping people get to the next level. So thank you very much and I'll see you again soon.